And like Marcus said, it gets, it gets easier. I was overwhelmed. I still am overwhelmed, but I was like underwater, like at the beginning of school, like, do I even want to still be a teacher? Like in this environment, (laughs) this is not what I signed up for. Hey, what's up guys? This is Ben Landers. I'm the founder of the PEspecialist.com and I just want to say thanks for being here. You're listening to the Phys Ed Q&A show. I hope this is an awesome, valuable conversation that will help give you some ideas and answer some common questions around the field of physical education. If you want any links for things that we talk about or summaries, make sure to check out the show notes at the PEspecialist.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the show. What's up? It is Ben and Marcus. We are back at it with the Fizz Ed Q&A show. Welcome back, quarantine edition. We're shooting it from our bedrooms right now uh, <laughs> at home on quarantine, but we thought it was a good time to get together um, because we are both back in school. Uh, this is what our third week? Third? No, this is fourth week. Fourth week. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Te- yeah. We're technically week fourth week. Yeah. We just yeah. in the middle in the middle of week four in the middle of week four, yeah. So we've already uh, are we've already had one schedule change and we will have more schedule changes. So we just wanted to uh, talk about that and just I don't know, just shoot the breeze and hopefully it'll be helpful for you guys. Um, I know that a lot of people have a lot of questions. So you want to start off with just talking about uh, like what your schedule looks like for the start of school, and then I'll kind of talk about my schedule since we have two different situations yeah uh, I'll kick it off and uh, my situation is is that at our school uh, we have a pretty large population we're the largest elementary school in our district and so we have uh, two full-time teachers at our our school all five days of the week so um, we are in school on Monday Tuesday Thursday and Friday so the other PE teacher and I just divvied up our um, schedules with our um, classes that are come in. So we'll have a set of students who come in on Monday and Tuesday. Those are cohort A. And then we'll have another set of students that come in on Thursday and Friday. Those are cohort B. And so we just broke it down where I take the virtual on Monday and Tuesday, and then she will do the virtual on Thursday and Friday. And then I'll have them face-to-face on Thursday and Friday while she has them face-to-face on Monday and Tuesday. And so basically I am in a portable um, all by myself with uh, a computer set up in front of me with a second screen. Um, I'm sharing a presentation and I'm doing uh, physical education with K through four students on Monday and Tuesday in a portable all day long. And then I'll have those same students in the gym on Thursday and Friday. So I end up having the same kids with me all day long. And then on Wednesday, I provide a virtual gym distance learning activity form to do after they get finished with their morning session with their TV, uh, with their teacher. So um, the continuity is good. I get to see the students all week long. They get to have PE all week long. But the con is, is that after that week that we're done, I don't see them again for another month. Um, and again, like we said, our schedule is about to change, but just basically how it works like that. I have the same amount of students virtually Monday and Tuesday, and then Wednesday distance learning activity, asynchronous, and then I have them in the gym on Thursday and Friday. Um, That's basically how my schedule is. And the other teacher just flip flops. So she has them face to face 
on Monday and Tuesday, Wednesday distance learning, and then um, has them on the computer on Thursday and Friday. So, stuff, man. Yeah, so that yeah. Um, that one is great because the the pros from my side because my schedule is different in that I'm we have like face to face distance learning back and forth all day. Yeah. You know? So it's hard to get into the flow of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like we're in this, me and Marcus are in the same district and every kid in the district either comes to school cohort a on Monday, Tuesday or cohort B on a Thursday, Friday. Um, so uh, for our school, instead of doing it the way that Marcus is where you'll just have one related area all week. Um, our kids have, a different related area each day. Um, and so I will still only see kids once a week. Um, and if you have PE class, like on a Monday face to face, the next week you would have PE class virtually. So I will have like a day where I might have like three virtual classes, three face to face classes, and I'm just rotating back and forth in between. It just really depends on the schedule, the way the schedule works. Um, so it's definitely a lot harder to get in the flow, but the pro of doing it that way is that we get to see our kids at least every week. Um, you're not going like a whole month without seeing your students. Yeah. Um, so there's pro- definitely pros and cons. I think our schedule is more confusing. Yeah, <laughs> it there's, seems a, like it's there's a lot. To, like wrap your head and, around. And again, ours is easy like that because we have two PE teachers there all five days. Not everybody in our school district has that because their population size isn't as big as ours. And our other related areas are a little bit more confusing because they don't have two like full-time Spanish teachers there all week. So it only works. It's really an ideal situation for us because we have two PE teachers there and we could just basically split up what we're doing and, they just had the schedule out and then me and the other PE teacher just decided what we were going to do. So that's the only reason why it works so smooth like that. If we didn't have the same numbers and stuff like that, it would be confusing like that, but it only, it only works out great for us because we don't, we are both there all five days. So yeah. yeah, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah so our, our situation we have, I have um, coach Cooper, who's another PE teacher that comes once a week. And so like on those days, if she has a live class and I have a virtual, I just go into the equipment room and I teach my virtual class from the equipment room while she's teaching a live class in the gym and then vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what we do uh, at our school, but it's only yeah. one day. So it's not like a big deal. Like I would, yeah. I don't have a need to go find an empty classroom somewhere. Yeah, true. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it only works out great for us because it's just, just give, we have a couple of open portables and you just can leave your stuff there. And you're just set up there all day. You set up in the morning and then you just, Mm -hmm. you teach all day and you don't have to carry things back and forth. You don't have to worry about the background noise and stuff like that. So it just works out a little bit easier for us. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, if you're listening and you are about to go back into that face-to-face or maybe you're still like doing the asynchronous and you're about to go into those live classes, um, I think one important thing that I have to keep telling myself is that this is a temporary situation and it is not ideal. <laughs> and like, Correct. I'm used to having a like minute by minute plan and like these amazing lessons with awesome equipment and like the kids are pumped and I know exactly what I'm doing and I've done it like a thousand times this year. I'm just like, do I know what I'm doing next week? I just got to know what I'm doing next week. And it's probably going <laughs> to yeah. change. It's probably like, going to change. Yep. Like this week, our, our schedule changed. Uh, so starting next week, our district is now 
um, bringing all the K2 students back in four days a week. So instead of just having that Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, they're going to bring them back in four days. Um, and being a parent of a first grader, I can attest to that. I'm very happy about that because my first grader is like just on a screen so long every day. And she's really starting to hate school um, mm -hmm. on those virtual days where she's always loved school and she loves the face-to-face -face days. Um, so I, I think that's a great move. I'm hoping, I think our district's doing a good job keeping us safe. They have all the guidelines yeah. in place. Um, let's talk about the, the guidelines. Like what are you guys, you can kind of give the overview of like what we have to do with equipment when entering mm -hmm. the gym, all the new procedures yeah. and all that stuff. So I'll tell you how we do it at our school. And basically we always try to meet the teachers because our teachers drop students off. We try to meet them in the hallway and, um, especially like when I teach them on Thursdays and my first time seeing them. So I try to give them a quick overview of what they can do and what they cannot do. So um, at our guidelines is, is, hey, is if you're in the gym and you're spaced out and you have enough space between the person that's next to you, you can take your mask off because uh, the gym has a lot of space. Um, there's enough room to move around, stuff like that. But if you're close to somebody, you've got to put your mask on. And we always talk about, hey, um, do you enjoy the virtual days? Or do you enjoy the face-to-face -face days? And most of the kids enjoy the face-to-face -face days. So I'm saying, hey, we have to do our part to stay safe. Um, if you're close to somebody, put your mask on so that if we can have more face-to-face -face days. So that resonates well with the students. Um, and that's something, a talking point that you can try to give them. When they come in, always give them a squirt of hand sanitizer, um, have them rub it in, and then they have a water bottle we have markers for the water bottles to space them out, to give some space on, them, on water bottles. And then they come into the gym and they just walk off a black line. So they just get used to being back in the gym. They haven't been in the gym since March. So um, a lot of them, this is their first time being in there. Some of them is first time being in there in a while. And then I tell them to freeze. And then I just double check to make sure that they have some space. And then I say, hey, once you have some space, then you can take your mask off. So we always just are always communicating with students about um, using hand sanitizer, washing hands, making sure you're in a safe space so that um, you aren't close to anybody. And if you're close to somebody, have your mask readily available for you so you can put it back on. Um, so most of the movement stuff and the activity stuff that we're doing is spaced out um, at this point right now because this is our first time coming back and doing some things like that. So we just want to have them spaced out. And then when we exit, before we do, after we do activities and stuff like that, and we'll talk about that later on, but when they exit, um, they always go and get their water bottle first. Before they move to get their water bottle, they have to put their mask on. So when we're lining up, we're putting mask on. We have tape designated on the lineup spot for them to stand at a spot. We always talk about having Superman arms, having your arms out front so you're not touching other people that's in front of you. Um, so we're always constantly talking to students about safety protocol and being kindness and masking up and doing all these things. So I think it's very important to communicate that with students so you're not trying to, you know, I don't use a better word of tricking them or something like that. Be upfront and communicate with them about it. Say, hey, we enjoy coming to school. We enjoy the face-to-face -face interaction. Let's do these simple things that we need to do to make sure that we're staying in school. Um, masking, washing hands, using hand sanitizer. And on the way out, I give them a squirt of hand sanitizer as we walk back to the hallway. And lucky for us, when we take our students back, the other 
related arts teachers are teaching in the other schools classrooms so there's nobody in the hallway for us so that's a, a chance for you to work on them distancing and doing stuff like that and we've dedicated time at the end of our lesson to make sure that students are spaced out and doing different things like that so that's just a couple of things that we do to try to maintain but the biggest thing that we do is just communicating with them about the importance of washing hands and masking up um, if we do use any equipment, we do have a disinfectant spray that we spray after each. And um, the only time that there's an issue of that is in the afternoon if you have a class like back to back. And um, the only time that I've had an issue with that is um, if I'm spraying something and it's still wet and it's still a little bit on there. I just have a conversation with the next group like, hey, I just sprayed disinfectant on there. Don't sit right on the dock. Give yourself a little bit of space. There's plenty of space in the gym. Give yourself a little of that. Or sometimes I've put a cone on the top of it um, to make sure that they have some space as well. But we do sanitize each equipment after each uh, round. But um, that's just a couple of things that we do to, to help maintain and, um, and sanitize and all that guidance and kind of stuff. Yeah, so when we were talking, I was thinking, like, uh, if you know, every situation at every school district is totally different. Um, totally for, different. for our situation, the week before school came back, we were told we were going to either have to go in the classroom and teach or outside. And then like new guidance came from, I think DHEC is who we are getting yeah, guidance I from. I think so. Yeah. Um, and, and so like a week before school started, they, they were, the school district made it up to the principals to decide if they could use the gym or not. Um, luckily both of our, <laughs> uh, situations are that our principals were were uh, happy to let us use the gym. Yeah. Um, some schools is not are still not using the gym. Just depends on the ad administration at the school. Mm -hmm. um, so we the way I did that, and I'll link up um, in this new blog. I got a like little video I made for the kids of all the orientation stuff, like the new procedures. So just like Marcus said, they come in. There's a little squirt bottle on the right by the door, hand sanitizer. Get hand sanitizer on the way in. Um, our rules masks on when moving so if they're moving around their masks on if they're uh, spaced out and they're sitting down or standing still they can take their mask off and take a mask break um, we also have taped little water spots so if they have a water bottle or a jacket or if they need to take a mask break I just tell them to go find an open red tape on the wall and they can take a mask break as long as they're six foot social distance mm -hmm. um, you can see the home base spot set up so that's something that I have always used and Marcus uses it at his school too, but it's basically a way to do assigned spots and I spaced them out by seven feet. So like when my kids come in and I'm doing this, even with kindergarten this year, the kindergartners have assigned spots this year. So they'll go, they'll come in, sit down at their spots. And then we do like a warm up. I put them there anytime we need to take a mass break or anytime we need to talk to them just to keep everybody spaced out. Yeah. And it's been really great. It's in front of our TV. So we can do like a follow the leader video or something like that with our mask yeah. off as long as we're staying at our spot. Um, mm -hmm. So that's good. That's been a good thing. Um, and then we have the equipment sanitation cart too. So same thing right now. It hasn't been a huge issue because our classes are kind of like, half virtual half face-to-face -face. but okay. as we transition back to the four-day face-to-face yeah is going to be a lot more like every in between every class i'm going to have to spray Stand everything down yeah. and then have like an extra set of equipment ready to go so yeah um one thing i've been thinking through is just like what units can we do where we're not using a ton of equipment and it's yeah. easy to swap out like four square we're doing four square right now um 
and like our situation is we're allowed to use equipment within a class. They just have to sanitize yeah. before and after and we have to spray sanitizer on everything in between. Um, or if you have enough, like one thing we're doing with kindergarten only is we're using dots for them. Mm-hmm. And I will, will like lay down the dots and then I'll just put them in a bucket and the bucket says used on Monday. And then we won't use those again until three days later. So you have okay. like little 72 hour quarantine for your poly yeah. spots or oh, whatever, yeah. Yeah. whatever you have, but you can't yeah. do that with all your equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but Foursquare is easy. I mean, we got smaller class sizes this year. I think like I had my biggest class was maybe like 21 or something. Okay. So I'm, you know, I can have five Foursquare games going and we use five playground balls and I've got like 30 playground balls. So yeah. that's enough to last all day. I can throw them in a ball cage and spray everything down at the end of the day, and then they'll be good to go tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're, we're in week three. We're still definitely figuring it out. Still trying <laughs> to figure it out. But the, I mean, like, like you said, it's, it's, it's a new normal. Like you have to actually plan out and think about what type of equipment, what type of activities you're going to be doing. Um, um, we ha- we haven't gone to assign team spots yet because, like we said, we see our key- kids the whole week, so we haven't gotten to that point. And then with schedule changes and what might happen, and kids moving back in and kids leaving, it's just not seeing kids for a whole not, month. They go for yeah, kids spots. Yeah, they go for yeah. <laughs> so we just put dots down, like we've done one dot in each of the four square courts, and and yeah. um, and I'll share a link of what our floor looks like so you can see what it was. And then we just put dots in each of the squares, have them spaced out. And that gives us uh, 24, 25 spots that you can sit and have them spread out. And even with kindergarten, we've had them spread out and we have a large enough TV that, you know, when we're we're showing things and displaying things, they can still see it and be active. And um, we've done a lot of activities where they're in their spots and moving and doing a lot of lawn locomotor activities so they're moving, but they're not going anywhere. So as far as, um, and I'll link up uh, Wilby's fitness book in there. So we just talk about what Wilby does and they can move in that space. So if you're in a situation where you have some space and the kids can't really move that much, you know, finding different non-locomotor activities that they can do, um, especially ones that they can do at home and talking to them about, hey, I'm going to show you some activities that you can do at home to keep your body healthy for a lifetime. So with our younger students, we just follow uh, Wilby's fitness book and we do activities based off of that. And if we have some time, then we'll move to some locomotors where they can move around with the older students and um, we'll do exercises that they can do in their own spot. And then if we have some time, we'll move and stuff like that around there. But um, finding those non-locomotors or something that, uh, it feels like I'm going to have to incorporate a lot more in this year because we have to be spaced out. And if we have more students, it's going to be difficult for us to move and to consistently move um, yeah. with students not having masks on and stuff like that. So um, it's just a thought, just, you know, trying to figure things out as we go and taking it one day at a time and trial and error and all those things and giving yourself grace. And it's just yeah. a lot of stuff that you're going to have to have this year. Yeah, one thing um, I was wondering about before we came back was, like, how are kids going to do with cardio activities? Like, are they yeah. going to be able to run? Like, And I'm definitely going to try to take it easy on, on this stuff this year. But my rule is my rule at the beginning of school, because I was, like, not sure how it was going to work, is anytime you t- need to take a break, you don't need to come ask me. 
you can go to the middle to your home base spot when we're jogging around in a circle or mm-hmm. you can go to one of the red tape marks on the wall you can take a water break or a mass break um because they have to bring water bottles our water fountains are closed because of yeah. covid guidelines but um what i did if you're familiar with like our warm-up that we normally do we've talked about it a lot walking and jogging lines and then throughout the year you can change it up and add skipping lines sliding lines just working on locomotors around the perimeter of the gym so normally I, i'd have kids on the line like a train track like you're not allowed to pass anybody <laughs> and this year i just put big cones out and kind of if you've seen the um fastest class challenge video it's the same setup so marcus maybe you could put that in the show notes yeah anything we talk about guys will be in the show notes if you're watching on youtube or if you're you know on a podcast in your car or whatever just go to the pspecialist.com slash podcast and marcus is going to make the uh show notes page and add all the links for the stuff that we talk about yeah um and also a lot of it will be linked up in that recent blog post that i put and he'll put that in the show notes as well um but so one thing i found myself saying a lot this year is uh after I explained the warm up, I'm like, Hey, we don't have to be on the line this year. We have a nice big track. That's like between the cone and the black line. And you just walk the short lines, you jog the long sides. If you pass somebody, that's great. Give some space. It's not a race. I've been saying that like every day, like five times, give some space. Everybody say, give some space. It's not a race. Everybody's like, it's not a race. So, and it's been going really well. Like uh, the kids are good. They're, they've been spaced out. I mean, I'm, of course, giving a few reminders to, like, a select few kids in each class. You um, always but, have to do that, though. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, for the third week of school, I've been really impressed, especially the nice. little kids when I was kind yeah. of worried, like, the kindergarten first graders. Dude, they're doing pretty good. Yeah. Um, and, if, and if they need to take a break, they just go to the middle and sit down. And uh, I think, you know, one – one thing we got to do, especially if you're teaching virtual for virtual classes, we got to have empathy. Like, oh, kids yeah. have computer problems. Some kids yeah. have Wi-Fi issues. Some kids yeah. have really hectic home life. Mm-hmm. And for them to, you know, pay attention yeah. to you for 50 minutes on a live session is probably yeah. not going to happen. Some yeah. kids are at daycare and they're embarrassed to do a yeah. workout, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I think as much empathy as we can give people right now, uh, especially our students, is the better um is 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 huge um like you said i didn't totally forgot about that like uh yeah with my virtual sessions i've had to have a lot of empathy like i'm usually one that's saying you know figure out some way to move and exercise but some kids are at home some kids are at daycare and they might not feel like moving or they might be in a situation where there's 40 other kids in a room with them and they are way too embarrassed to move just have or a little their teacher empathy. told them they can't get out of their seat. Like yeah, their yeah. they have to stay in their seat. Yeah. yeah it's like... <laughs> so, um, and, and basically, if, you know, a kid says something to me about, hey, I can't move right now, I can't do anything like that, I just said, hey, that's okay. Just remember what we're doing, and when you get home, you can practice the same things that we've been working on in here. So I'll, I've, I've used a virtual session as a way of, communicating with them about doing activities and finding activities that they can do at home um, and reinforce that that even though they're at home, they can still move and exercise and say, hey, if you're sitting at a computer working on math for an hour and a half, give yourself a break. Do some stationary walking and jogging just like we practice. Walk in place for 30 seconds. Jog in place for 30 seconds. Give your brain that break and then jump back into work. 
or do some of the stretches we've been working on, or maybe play with some of the rock, paper, scissors games that we've been working on or something like that. Do some, find some activities that you can do at home to keep yourself healthy. So, um, but yeah, have a lot of empathy because there are going to be kids, especially we have our first grade kids at the end of the day, they're exhausted. They've been sitting on the computer all day long. They're, they're tired. They, you know, the only thing, the only thing my hardcore management beliefs on virtual session is making sure your camera is on and making sure your microphone is muted. Other than that, I'm, I'm very, I'm very relaxed on um, what students are doing, what or not, because I'm constantly preaching to them like, Hey, I'm here showing you some tools that you can do at home. Fine. If you don't feel like doing it right now, that's totally okay with me. Fine. And get yourself, find something that you can do later on that can help you stay healthy, but make sure you keep that camera on. And please make sure the microphone is muted. <laughs> yep. And yeah. dude, like uh, that's our, just so people that are listening, that's our district policy is cameras are on. Um, and I know a lot of districts, that's kind of a controversial thing in itself is a lot of districts are not allowing teachers to require that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had some kids that had their cameras off. And at the same time, like I, I think, in a class, like I had a class this week that had has like 19 kids in the class. There was only 15 kids in the virtual class. Yeah. And then, and then like two kids had their camera off. So like the other kids aren't even there. Like, I'm just glad at least you're logged in and your camera's off. And then if I ask you a question, you can answer it back to me. Yeah. And I know you're there, you know, and that, mm-hmm. I think that's like as much as we can ask for right now. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of kids situations they have, like, I'll tell you my, my daughter, we just got her a desk to like be in a different room. But like the first three weeks of virtual dude, my toddler was running around jumping his head <laughs> in the camera and my wife and me were running around in the background. Yeah. You know, like we have five, six people in our house. Like it's really, yeah. it's more distracting yeah, for I us see. to leave her, for her to leave her camera on than it was for her to just turn it off. Um, and that, that's not yeah. even a situation where she's embarrassed. It's like some kids are in, embarrassing situations at home that they really want to like either blur mm-hmm. their camera or leave it off. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. I try to reinforce it, but some, kids, some kids don't, <laughs> I try to enforce it, but some kids just don't have camera on. I'm like, Hey, that's just not a battle that you have to fight as long <laughs> as they're listening to you and they're involved. I mean, that's, that's a win in itself right there. It's just, yeah. Um, but yeah, like, like I tell you, I mean, Every every day gets a little bit better, and you start to figure out what works, what doesn't work. Um, so if you fail, I mean we've all failed. I've had some bomb virtual classes, and I've had some great ones. So it's just you know every day gets a little bit better as long as you're trying and and, and trying to figure out some things. But have a central idea that you're trying to get across to students. Have a couple of things that you need to to work on. But in the end, have some huge empathy. Give them, give them, give them some grace because they're trying to sit in front of a computer for seven, eight hours a day. It's just, and then trying to listen to you and trying to learn math and social studies, Tough, and it's, it's not it's easy. Hard for me for to sure. sit down and do virtuals for two <laughs> classes a day. Oh man, but yeah, luckily there's a break in between what we do. But, um, but yeah, to have some, have some empathy, have some empathy for sure. Um, yeah, good stuff. So that's kind of an overview of our management thoughts. And like Marcus said, it gets, it gets easier. I was 
overwhelmed. I still am overwhelmed, but I was like underwater, like at the beginning of school, like, do I even want to still be a teacher? Like in this environment, (laughs) this is not what I signed up for. Um, And I think getting on social media helps because you're, you're seeing the same struggles with everybody, everybody's sharing things. Marcus, me getting together and talking, I was like, dude, what are you going to do for your like virtual Mm -hmm. classes? And then us talking it out, it helps me to like get some inspiration and some motivation to Mm -hmm. just have some ideas of like Uh what to do. Um, And we're going to do part two of this. Um, And so check out part two uh, and we will be talking about some of the actual things that we do in our virtual classes and our face-to-face classes, different ideas for activities and things like that. Um, I hope this was helpful to just start to wrap your mind around the different management styles and just some of the mindsets you have with kids and um, tune in for part two of teaching during COVID for some uh, practical ideas for virtual lessons and hybrid and face-to-face stuff. Anything else to add? Coach Nellis? Have some empathy and uh, yeah, we'll see you back on part two. Awesome. Check out the show notes at pspecialist.com slash podcast. Have fun and teach on. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Fizz Ed Q&A Show podcast. I hope it was so helpful and you got some serious value bombs out of it. Just wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the PE Specialist Membership Community. It's an awesome crew of passionate PE teachers where we get together, brainstorm ideas, come to with common problems and provide feedback to each other. And we've got a ton of awesome resources like e-courses, online trainings, tutorials, a ton of unit and lesson plan samples, printable station signs, and cues posters, and I could keep on going, but I know you've got things to do. So I just wanted to let you know, if you want to check out the details and see if it might be a good fit for you, you can head on over to thepspecialist.com slash info for some more information. As always, have fun and teach on. Have a great day, guys.